Welcome to the Beyond Ordinary Women podcast. Every two weeks, we post podcast versions of one of our free training videos, or you can access our videos now at beyondordinarywomen.org. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, my name is Kristen Poole, and I am joined with my friend Susie Hawkins, and we're going to be talking today about teaching the Bible to a group and how you make a decision whether to teach in an interactive way or to choose a lecture. And this is on behalf of Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries. And if you'd like to know a little bit more about Susie or I, you can go to the website and check out our bios. So Susie, thanks for being here with me today. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we have decided that there's probably three areas we'd love to, to discuss this morning um, related to um, how you make a choice when you've been asked to teach the Bible. And so the three areas are, um, first of all, the factors that go into um, choosing how to teach. Secondly, how to prepare, just in general, when you've been asked to teach the Bible. And then finally, how to prepare when you're preparing an interactive lesson. And so first, um, I'd love for us to just talk through, you know, you've been asked to teach scripture to a group of women. Um, what are some of the factors that go into choosing uh, your methodology for teaching? Well, Kristen, I think this is an important topic to discuss um, because we want our listeners to be as involved as possible, right, with the material. So I think one of the things that is most important if you're deciding whether to use some interactive methods or just to lecture, one of the first things is to know your format. Mm -hmm. For example, a lot of um, Bible studies now have a format of small group discussion that precede the lecture or come after the lecture. So if you've had a 30-minute small group discussion, you probably don't need an interactive portion of your lesson. Lecture is good. That's the appropriate time for it, maybe to sum up everything that you've learned. Um, so that would be one format. Another thing would be how much time you have to teach. If you only have 20 minutes or so and you've got quite a bit of scripture to cover or an important topic, it just may not be a luxury that you have. Right. And so maybe you could assign some questions for the class to uh, consider later after the teaching time. Mm -hmm. Another thing I think is the size of the group. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have a really, really large group you're probably, it's not going to lend itself to a group discussion. Right. You probably had some experience in that as well. Yes, absolutely. And I know um, we were also talking about not just the size, but the demographics of the group. So you want to know the culture and background of your group to know whether interactive will lend itself well or if really you should stick to lecture. So I know you have kind of a recent story of where you learned that. I do. We were on a mission trip to Germany this last fall. And I taught a group of women, well, it was Pastor's Wives Conference. And so it had probably 20 to 25 women there. And we were in a large circle, and I taught. And then I wanted to get a discussion going. I'd done that one other time in Germany, but it was with seminary, women seminary students who were very chatty, very chatty. Well, this group was very quiet. And after about really the first question of this awkward silence, I realized this group was not going to jump in there and discuss. And so I kind of answered my own questions. Anybody that's ever been in that situation knows the <laughs> awkwardness of that where you're trying to answer your own questions and finish it out. 
And uh, one of the women told me later, she's American, she said, you know, they just don't talk here out loud. They don't do discussion. Mm. Uh, in our circles, these, they're just much more private. They're not like American women uh, that are very chatty and open. They're not at all. They're very private. They're very quiet. Mm -hmm. So looking back on that, I think what I sh would have been a better thing would have been maybe to, say, break up into a little group of three, mm -hmm. two or three, mm -hmm. talk amongst yourselves, ask this question, maybe let me walk around and hear what they're saying. Mm -hmm. But I, if I ever had a chance to do that again, I that's what I would do, but I made a mistake by not asking the, mm -hmm. the woman who was in charge of it, will this work? Right. So right. I learned a good lesson. Demographics mm -hmm. are very important. Yeah, absolutely. So I think kind of bottom line, we want to do our research well before we get to that group. Yes. Just don't assume it's like any other group you've taught before. Exactly. But it's the, the size, no exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's great. So those are kind of the factors in choosing, you know, do you go interactive in a small group or do you really just focus in on a, a lecture kind of method? Um, we kind of wanted to talk a bit about how you prepare for a message in general. And I know that uh, there are many other videos on Beyond Ordinary Women's website. In fact, there's a step-by-step um, -step teaching process video um, that people could, could look at. But it just in general, how do you go about preparing to teach, whether it's lecture or interactive? Well, there's uh, a lot of excellent information on this, on Beyond Ordinary Women website, on how to prepare a lesson. But I think one of the most important things is to study the passage, of course study its context, who, who the audience was, all of, those, all of those guidelines, those principles that come into teaching a, pack, a passage. Mm -hmm. So know your passage, know the context, know who was speaking there and all of those kinds of details. But one thing I've done, Kristen, and I learned years ago was to look for the main teaching mm -hmm. and focus in on the one thing. In other words, when people come out of a study you've taught, if I said to someone, well, what did Kristen talk about today? They should be able to say, well, she talked about prayer in the Sermon on the Mount. Mm -hmm. That to me is a successful lesson. No, because yeah. they're taking that one thing home. So I've heard some excellent sermons in teaching. You probably have too, but it's kind of all over the place. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think if you can always have your goal of thinking, what is that one thing I want to get across? And then if you do questions, of course, all those questions would relate in some way back to your main point yes. of your study. Yes, absolutely. So I think... Um, for me, I know once I get to that one thing, the big idea of the passage, right. I want to right. go through and kind of outline um, and be um, specific in, in the way that I go through the text, you know, things that are illustrating that one thing, not right. to get bogged down. I think that's sometimes a problem, too, is there's so many details that are great in the text, and we yeah. want to tell them all, right. but it can maybe distract the audience, and so you want to have an outline of what are the main points that kind of point back to that one, one thing. Um, and then choosing illustrations that would also uh, reflect on that one truth so that people, everything's pointing back centrally. Okay, so that's preparation in general, but how would you prepare if you know that you've got a group and you can take some time and help them interact in that time? What are some things you would do to prepare for an interactive lesson? Well, I think you need to always have open questions. You don't mm -hmm. want to ask mm -hmm. yes or no questions. That's a dead end. So. Yes. Always have open questions. 
And I think another thing that's important is if you divide up, if you if you're dividing up into small groups or even twos or threes, mm -hmm. uh, don't ask too many questions. If you have a seven or eight minute discussion time that you've allowed as you mm -hmm. look at your lesson timing, don't ask three questions to three people, especially women. <laughs> you're, that's too much. You won't get through one. <laughs> you won't get through one. Ask one good question. Mm -hmm. Give them time to discuss it. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that's important. You know, you can also use scenarios. I'm mm -hmm. just working on a, a presentation I'm making with some other women, and we're using kind of a scenario, like you're the counselor. Here's Jackie's situation. Right. What would you tell her? Right. How could she apply this passage, this scripture, mm -hmm. to her life? So you can do it in some creative ways mm -hmm. to stimulate some discussion, yeah, find absolutely. ways to, to make women think and mm -hmm. ask good questions. I think the other piece that's interactive um, is possibly just ending with a reflection time. I like to do that as that. well um, yes. so that the women feel like they have space to respond to what the Holy Spirit's teaching them and to just maybe um, either reflect with a person next to them or even just mm -hmm. internally um, to see. take a pause instead of just receiving content but to really process what's going on. I did something not long ago where that was their practice and I love that mm -hmm. and I, mm -hmm. I will I like that myself I after do. hearing something to sit and just have quiet for five minutes and think about what I've heard I think that is an excellent thing to do and that's always appropriate that is, I don't whatever format you choose that is always appropriate. Absolutely. Well I know one our heartbeat in wanting to do this study is to think about the value that we are communicating to people when we when we do our homework when we show up prepared, but also ready to meet them where they are and their needs. Right. And I know we had talked about, you know, Jesus varied his methodology all the time, mm -hmm. depending on if he was teaching a large group or if he was teaching a small group. He, he used amazing illustrations. Um, he always wanted to connect to his audience. And so I think something that I'm being reminded of is that your teaching methodology is actually a ministry. You're loving your women well, not by just going in and doing the same old, same old, right. but by knowing them, their needs, and adapting it that's to that. So, that's so true. Mm -hmm. That's so true. And to challenge yourself on that. And using resources that can help you yeah, uh, come up with, with some good ideas on how to format your presentation. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks, Susie. I've enjoyed just chatting that's about so that with you. And um, like we mentioned, we have several resources on Beyond Ordinary Women's website, um, including how to ask open questions, uh, how to prepare a lesson, lots of resources for you under the resources tab. So I just want to thank Susie for joining me and uh, thank you for being here with us today. Thanks for listening to the Beyond Ordinary Women podcast. You can find more podcasts and information about women in leadership by going to beyondordinarywomen.org. This podcast was produced by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries. Our production team includes Evelyn Babcock, Kay Daigle, Kay Halligan, Deborah Herring, Sharifa Stevens, and John Sparks. Theme music, Back in Stride by Don Miller, used by courtesy of Christine Miller.